The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. We're ready to talk some actual football roster. Realignment may or may not have changed. Yeah, we're recording this a little bit early. Yeah. So this is what we do in the summer. There might be. If you remember, like we us not talking about realignment this week is not because we just don't care. Don't we just don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Our future selves do not know. And that means, I mean, the Big 12 may have imploded. Anything could have happened. It may, it may, uh, and I, I would just probably have to pull the episode, but it may just sound completely tone deaf. Tone deaf. Now, we want to talk about the offensive depth chart today. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. So if, uh, if, if the Big 12 has officially merged with the pack remainders and have started calling themselves, uh, you know, Rock Nation. The Big American. United. I really hope that works out. Oh, you know what? I like um, someone... Someone brought up the Continental Conference. Mm-hmm. I saw that today. And uh, it just made me think of that old Saturday Night Live skit with Christopher Walken, where he offers women some champagne. And I was just like, oh, this just sounds, it's just so regal and elegant. We should, we should champagne. be the Continental. I'm, I'm ready. Have a, have a delightful bagel. I was about to say, a Continental breakfast is actually not that great. A, a, por- <laughs> a poorly peeled boiled egg. Delicious. Some, some still mostly green bananas yeah and also mostly green yolk of a boiled egg it's fine gross it's good you want to keep up with us on 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 the twitter um at 23 personnel at punts suck at michael underscore ldk that's me you can also follow us over at sports drink this is this episode today's episode of 23 personnel podcast is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler sports drink is the newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate on your favorite team. A rising tide lives all boats. So go check them out online or on social. I feel like I said boats weird boat rising. tide lives all boats. What are you talking about? Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram type in at sports drink. That's spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, Michael mm-hmm. football. I want to talk football. Okay. We're talking offense today. However, we're not talking about all yeah. 10 positions because yeah. mm-hmm. our boy Don Williams did not divulge. Or maybe uh, Joey McGuire didn't divulge. I, I'm blaming Joey. But there were two positions. Like, running back wasn't on that list. Well, okay. Uh, he didn't He didn't say quarterback, and there weren't running backs. Yeah. But I think we're pretty set. And we're, like, we all kind Especially of understand running, running back. We're like, yeah, that's going to be a combination of Charger Thompson, probably your starter, or Taj Brooks. Yeah, then whichever was not the starter, it's the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's Cameron Valdez and Nehemiah Martinez. No. That's a receiver. <laughs> well, no, I I think I think you're right. It, the running backs 
are one of the most stable positions on the entire team. It was kind of odd that that got left off. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into the the depth chart. We'll look at the offense today, defense, and special teams next week. Chuck keeps it himself. Made two guys miss. Touchdown. Two now in the end zone. Picked off him, and it's picked off. Pick six. Jeffers. Slager able to escape, and that picked Here's off. Six. Back to back. Yeah. To throw Wide open. As a man downfield, and Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks to the left side to the five. Touchdown, Red Raiders. Smith. Find a little time. Throwing to the back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Tied at 38. Three seconds to go. 62 yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good. That's our cue to come back. We were talking about uh, potential updates to that. I have to change out the music. Um, and I said, I was joking with Michael in this little interlude here to whatever the theme that Apple TV is going to give us. Cause that, I think that's gonna be my preferred streaming partner. I mean, uh, I, for the big 12. And, and this is, this is coming from one MLB baseball game. I watched this past weekend, the Rangers and the Mets. They had a, they did a fantastic job. The, the score bug was really nice. They had uh, then the normal stats at the bottom of the screen. Then they had in the bottom right this scrolling like other stats like probability of getting on base or probability of a hit or probability of a home run and then kind of rotate that several stats per batter and it changed pitch by pitch. So like a three and one. Oh, well, probability of reaching base for this batter at, on a three and one count is 82%. Three and two. Uh, it drops down to like 45%, <laughs> whatever. Like, it, it is really cool. I was like, I wonder how they would um, implement that into football. And I wonder if, like, because like, well, you know, there, there was that, that really cool chart in the Texas Tech meeting room. It was like, well, if you start the ball here, they have a expecting to score points 37% of the drives. And once you get here, then they're looking for, anyways. I, I, I liked it. Netflix, Hulu, I think Amazon. Amazon. I think Amazon's going to be up there. I, I will. I don't know anything about. I'll seek sizes. out a little bit of Amazon's NFL coverage this year with Herb Street and Al Michaels, which is interesting. That is an interesting pair. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't watched. I know that they've had Thursday Night Football for the last few years, but if I've watched it, I've usually watched it on. Um, they also simulcast it on Fox or somewhere. So I never actually streamed a football game on Amazon. I don't know if that's different or how that's going to look. Um, and who got did Detroit Aikman and Joe Buck go to where did they go 
they went somewhere too, right? Did they leave Fox? Wasn't there? Yeah, there was some. Uh, there was some uh, conference realignment in the uh, in the world of the uh, color commentary. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see Amazon. I, uh, this will make me pay more attention to that because I don't necessarily seek out NFL games on a Thursday night unless it's a team I care about or there's some storyline I want to, you know, keep an eye on. And definitely not because, oh, I just want to see what Amazon. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. But I may want to see what Amazon's doing now because they're, they're probably going to become a player. Can I? I just want to put this out into the, the ether here. Yeah. I know it's possible with the 18,000 different variations of the broadcast of the national title game that it's possible. On a, on a simulcast, I want TV broadcast video. Well, no, no. You know what? Yes, yes. I'm going to make it as simple for the broadcast team as possible. I want to be able to select my TV feed, my video feed, and my audio feed separately. Give me the broadcast TV feed with the my team's radio feed or my team's TV have call. You, have you ever messed with that's so that seems I'm sure it that seems it sounds easy. I'm sure it's much more difficult than it than it's not making it sound. That summer of the pandemic where I was a huge Brewers fan. Brewers. I picked a team I can't say. That's how smart Brewers. I am. Brewers. But I I I signed on to MLB, MLB.com. Yeah, they and, let you pick, and they let you do that exact thing you said. What's also what's what's interesting about that though is that each team has their own TV broadcast. Oh, which yeah, it's, it's different. Like you probably wouldn't be able to. I they mean, cut back and forth to replays or different angles depending on which team's broadcast you're looking at. But no, like give me the standard, you know, the normal TV broadcast that you're that follows the action, right? I'm not I'm not asking for all 22. I'm not asking for end zone or sky cam or blimp view or whatever, which yeah. is totally useless. So why would you ever put the blimp view on? Unless you have like eight TVs in your room. Look like, at all these Let colors. Put the blimp view on on TV number seven, okay? Look at the haboob coming. Now that's what that's when you'd want the blimp view. The weather watch, yeah. If there's like a haboob rolling in in a dry September, it, it, it could happen. You know what would actually be great? That haboob, actually, that, 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 hold on. That blimp is like, hey guys, I'm in post. I can't. Can't see this is as far thing. as I got. I, I don't know. I started in Lubbock and now I'm, I, I don't know where I am. The I'm options here. Data. <laughs> Give me like, 
blimp camera and like a sideline reporter like a david collier giving yeah. live updates on the weather he's not a weather guy he's not even on tv anymore he works for the chamber so he's got time but <laughs> call him up <laughs> i'm sure he's got better things to do with this time than than to give a play-by-play of the weather <laughs> anyways I, whatever streaming platform it is each game one one video feed two audio feeds fantastic idea and just let let the viewers pick because i'm sick of sitting through like the e-team of espn broadcasters who are still sitting at home in bristol or at the studios in bristol for whatever reason it it, pandemic related or not yeah and i could just or just like like the guy on 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 the the highlight video that the color guy who has no experience calling the play over the play-by-play guy yeah it's brutal or give me Mark Followell, who does some early season football because basketball hasn't started yet. Well, I, I think I think you're onto something. I wish they could do that because the TV folks would still get their ad money. We would still watch the TV ads, so that would still be a thing that would happen. Uh, you know, the radio guys that may be where they get ticked off because that's when they're also playing their ads, and so how, how does that work? I, I don't true. care how it works; they can figure it out. Because I'm, I'm with you. I would like a feed of, you know, our guys calling the games. And basketball, too. Because basketball can get rough. You know, those because those, they're, those December they're, games, you know, around Christmas. You kind of are Christmas. getting, like, the home team call on TV. Like, you, you, you log in. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you log in to watch Texas Tech Washington or uh, Washington... Eastern Washington Eastern basketball, Washington. right? So you get the ESPN TV broadcast, but then you get John and Chris, John. Yeah, John Harris. John Harris and Chris Level on the call, but it may be an Eastern Washington fan tuning in, but they're hearing the home team broadcast. Right. We're fortunate. It's frustrating yes. for them. Because every time that happens to us, we gripe about it. Like it that sucks. happened. That happened with uh, playing Oklahoma State in baseball this this year they had the coach's dad <laughs> who was complaining about the defensive alignment. And yeah. And, and so the whole time I was self-conscious, like, uh, you know, I've always thought this cause as much as I like Gus and as much as I like, uh, you know, Jamie doesn't do the TV as much and geo doesn't as much anymore, but as much no, as I like it's, them it's that, that, and I feel that, that they're is an ESPN guy. Yeah, it, it is now. Uh, I feel like they're, pretty impartial but they're obviously also connected to the program so they're going to have maybe some more insight and more things to say about texas tech but that is me looking at it as a red raider you know through and through so i get that um and it would be nice to have the choice if you are texas tech and you you are headed to uh for what you know maybe you're headed to because this would happen in big some big 12 games too not not a ton but i do think it happened in some of them where the local guys still did the the color or did the call of the game yeah that could get kind of frustrating yeah like let let texas tech fans hear brian jensen and john harris yeah or the you know kansas fans hear brian haney um yeah, or for a basketball game where Tech's playing in, in whatever that high school gym was in South Texas, wherever they were, just pipe in Hacks, man. Let me Is listen Let me listen to Hacks, yeah. Yeah. These, of course, Hacks couldn't see anything probably anyway because the 
these guys you they know, were in the stands yeah i mean uh, <laughs> there was a camera i think there was a shot clock or a possession arrow in front of the camera anyway you want to talk some football talk. <laughs> okay we're looking at the offense we're sort of up front with the offensive line and I, i've got some i've got the only notes i have on here about the players and positions here are with the offensive linemen because at least for me a lot of these guys are new new to the program so when I say your starting left tackle is Caleb Rogers, granted, yes, he played and started thirteen all, all thirteen games for Texas Tech last year, but he was a, he was the right tackle. Oh yeah, he played in nine games in twenty twenty with three starts. Those were at left tackle, so he's played left tackle before. But like when I talk about Cole Spencer or Dennis Wilburn or Monroe Mills, the three other starters on the, on the offensive line, those are all newcomers to Texas Tech. And then I've got some notes on backups and where they came from. Because Joey McGuire came in and said, we need depth on the lines, offense and defense. So a lot of these names, like I said, are new. I've got some notes here. Starting left tackle, at least as of end of the evaluation from spring, Caleb Rogers, a junior, who was your starting right tackle last year? 6'5", 305 probably. 305. Who knows? Uh, like I said, started 13 games last year at right tackle, sliding over to the left side. He will be backed up by Matt Keeler, who I had no stats on. 6'6", six, 3'10". Six, there you go. Large. <laughs> left guard, Cole Spencer. This is your, he's a super senior transfer from Western Kentucky. He came over with. That's right. Kitley. Kitley. Gosh, I was blanking on his name. Well, because we both want to say his dad's name. Wes. Yeah, Zach. But that's not the name to say. There you go. Zach. He, Cole Spencer, started 44 games, all left tackle at Western Kentucky, including all all of 2021. So he's not playing left tackle at Texas Tech. He's moving down one spot to left guard, which I thought was interesting. If you have such a decorated tackle, why would you move him over to guard? Unless he just didn't, not big enough. He doesn't have the wingspan. He's only 6'4". I, I say only. I, I, I'm... I'm Six four. Yeah, but. I mean that's that's a point to be made because going from, forgive me, I don't know what conference the Hilltoppers are in. Were they in the American? Uh, I think so because they played against uh, UTSA and their conference title. Okay. Yeah, that's the right. AAC. That's right. Yeah. No, so their conference USA. Okay, so Conference USA starting left tackle, maybe not a Big 12 starting left tackle, but he's a starting left guard. And they, when I was looking it up, and this is something you can see on, on the Texas Tech stats uh, and bio sheet for Mr. Cole Spencer. He's part of the offensive line that led the country in fewest sacks given up, which is especially impressive for a team that threw, threw it as many times as Western Kentucky did. Backing up Cole Spencer, Jacoby Jackson, 6'6", 340. That's a big dude. Redshirt in 2021, played in two games, transferred in after one year at Coffeyville. So he will be a junior. He played one year at Coffeyville Community College. Not to be confused with Coffee Town. No. Your starting center, Dennis Wilburn, who did start the spring game, I believe. Uh, we're all like, who is this cat? 6'3", 320 senior. This was like this was weird. He he's a senior, but I show him as transferring in from Hutchinson Community College last year, which means he shouldn't be a junior. 
but he had like he'd also played somewhere else before Hutchinson. So he's like, this is at least his third school. Maybe it's kind of a the only way. Maybe it's a last chance you kind of deal, but it, but not. I'm looking too far into it. Like he he may have played at a university and then went to Hutchinson CC for a couple of years and. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. He's your starting center, at least, like I said, as of right now. Backup, Cade Briggs, 6'3", 295, senior transfer from New Mexico. Uh, interesting note I found on him. He played with Donovan Smith in high school at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. They actually are, they know each other. He, their, their parents know each other, friends type thing. Well, that that was before Donovan Smith was playing quarterback, right? Did it would he, have had did he to play have. quarterback until he got to friendship? No, I, he didn't play quarterback before friendship. Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, he, he, he was a receiver for them. Yeah, just kind of an interesting. They, I'm sure they're they were on the field at the same time, but but it wasn't not like quite he was the same relationship. Yeah, right guard Weston Wright. That should be a familiar name as he is a six six senior. Uh, one of the only guys in this position group that has been at Texas Tech their entire career, redshirting all the way back in 2018. Red started, Raider for life. RRFL. Started 10 games in 2020, left guard. Uh, played in 12 games 2021. His stats and bio sheet has not been updated to reflect what he did last year. But he, besides playing in 12 games, I don't know if those were 12 starts. Sure. But he's been around long enough. He will be backed up by Landon Peterson, another Red Raider for life. 6'6", 315 junior. One start in seven games in 2021. Um, and the only position that has, well, one of one of the two positions that have three players listed, Michael Shanahan, 6'5", 310 junior from a transfer from UT Martin, Tennessee Martin, played in 20, 20 games there. I think the big thing here is we are, this is the older brother of, wait, no. Is that, is that Shanahan or Buchanan? That's Shanahan. Shanahan's the older brother of that prized offensive line recruit that we're going after now. Oh, that's right. He is the younger brother's like five star all world. Yeah. Offensive lineman. Pretty early offer from McGuire too, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he was, he offered some big fellas early. Starting rack tackle, Monroe Mills, 6'6", 300, sophomore transfer from Oklahoma State. I thought this was interesting. I want to bring it up and see what you think about it, Michael. He's credited with having played 19 snaps. Sophomore? He will be That's a sophomore. Not, I mean, hey, 19 snaps for a freshman? True freshman? But he's on a now a really good Oklahoma State team? Now you're starting right tackle after playing 19, mm. 19 plays. Hey, he's... Two, I, I think two of them were special teams. He made a lot of progress. <laughs> made he a lot did. of progress he over did. the He summer. went from Stillwater to Lubbock. That's a, yeah. You know, that is, that it's progress. That is forward momentum to, to move from Stillwater to Lubbock. Backing up Mr. Monroe Mills, Ty Buchanan, 6'6", 290, redshirt freshman transfer from USC. And then Ethan Card is another name Red Raiders should be familiar with. He's been around for a little while. 6'8", 320, this has a key reserve in 2021. Played in seven games, got two starts. He's your third option at right tackle. Michael, are there any surprises 
to you in that group? I, I'm, I don't understand and I never will the ease at which a lot of these linemen tend to change positions and maybe not ease. I, I know there's no ease to it. It's, it's tough, but I know the coaches talked about it and they it seems like every group of coaches we had is we, we want guys to be versatile on the cross train. We want them to be able to, you know, if, if someone's got to come in and play center from right tackle, they, they've got to be able to do it. We'll shift over. We'll this, will that we'll rotate guys in. Because Cade Briggs did not play center at New Mexico. Right. He played left tackle. He started all of his games at left tackle. And and that's the thing that... Well, and like you mentioned, too, Spencer, too. Cole Spencer started all of his games at left tackle. Which may, maybe they're, they're taking the approach. You go after the most athletic on the offensive line. You just find a spot for him. Yeah. I, th- this the, the offensive how the offensive line works has always been a mystery to me. I've never been one who could analyze it and go, okay, well here's the problem. Our left tackles pulling too much or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever the word is. I, I don't, I've know. never felt more confident though in a group based on their, on their coach. Sure. And maybe that that's my, my scarlet glasses, whatever you want to call them as Stephen Hamby as a former red Raider yeah, player. I'm, I'm just always surprised. That, that's what gets me. You know, you, you ask kind of what I'm surprised with. What what I note is how many of these guys aren't playing the same position they were playing last year. Yeah, that I don't know. It may mean nothing. It's just interesting that that's how that's how this happens. But I think this happens a lot. So I, I'm not going to look into it too much. But that's just an outsider looking into a position a position I don't fully understand and going, yeah, that seems weird. Hey, so <laughs> this guy's been playing, you know, uh, this guy transferred in and he's, he's been playing a different position on the line for his entire career. <laughs> um, stop me. If I said this last time, did, did I tell the story on, on the mic about meeting Brandon Carter? You did not. Okay. So that was all pre-recording. I met Brandon Carter tonight, the right. night that we're recording this. So humble brag, not a brag. He is a current real estate agent, realtor. I'm not sure which. Realtor. Realtor. Realtor for the West Texans. <laughs> like to move the L around. Um, nuclear. Nuclear. He helped my brother-in-law find some office space for his new company. And they, my brother-in-law, uh, had asked me to come over and help move some furniture desks into the new office. As I'm getting there, I was like, who is this other person that's already helping them? And my sister-in-law was like, oh, Brandon Carter was here and he, he helped move some furniture. I was like, oh, that Brandon Carter. Because it had been a second. I, I, I knew they'd used him as a realtor before. Um, he was there because he helped, like I said, helped them find the space. He was there to take the lockbox off of the door. because they, they had taken possession of the office. That's already. awesome that he's just, oh, you need in? You need, oh, you need a hand too? Sure. Yeah. So one, we were moving these massive desks. Um, I saw a picture of one of them. It, it yeah. The, then and by I the don't time, envy that. By the time I'd gotten there, they already gotten the desk off of the truck. Uh, and good timing. From what it sounded like, is that so? My brother-in-law brought these little four-wheel dollies to help move furniture. Uh, Brandon, I'm just going to call him Brandon. We're first name basis now. Brandon said they were more getting in his way because he was just going to carry the desk in. <laughs> And because he was so tall, he didn't have to get up into the bed of the truck to lift the desk up out of the truck. 
He just like reached up and over. He had enough leverage to. This is a this is a sturdy desk. This yeah. is yeah. This is not a messing around. So, oh, you know, I put I bought this on Amazon and put it together like like the one where I'm looking at right now. Mm-mm. No, no, this it's, is it's wood. It's this is wood. a desk capital D desk. Um, we 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 talked after the move, and we were chatting for a second. Introduced myself. He shook my hand. I shook his hand. He shook me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> his hand completely enveloped my hand. No, no, that I'm a six four large individual. Fingers probably halfway up my my arm. It's a little exaggeration, but like shaking hand is like oh okay. I'm just like the limp fish feeling. Um, he looked at my hat because I, I, I've got my new 23 personnel cap. Oh, yeah, on. you can go to Cardinals. You can go to Cardinals because it's 23 personnel get, merch. Yeah, get you some 23 personnel merch. Just ask them and they'll put it on whatever Anything. you want t shirts, hats. Anyways, so I, I have my Baby custom bibs. fitted 5950 black. Good looking cap good looking merch he saw it and i i I think it clicked that it was a football term so we like we talked about the podcast for two seconds um but then i was kind of joking with michael's like but he never he never lined up in 23 personnel because that was not mike that was not a mike leach's thing absolutely not (laughs) anyways i met brennan carter only say that because we, we talked about Stephen hamby i i am confident in his ability to put these five guys together probably because he's a red Raider, but also I love the fact that he had, he came in and like one of the first things he talked about is like wanting to return fire to the position. Yes. Cause there were several times, not, not, not even just last year. I, I think it was better last year than it had been for the previous few years where a defender had tackled a quarterback or even a skill position and like giving him the business, giving him the business, a little extra shove, a little push, step, yeah. kick, whatever you want to call it. The offensive lineman just standing around, mm-hmm. usually with their hands up, like looking at the ref, like, what are you going to do? Nah, man, <laughs> you're the one that's supposed to take care of that. Throw down is what you do. The because gloves come off. We, we saw some of that fire in the bowl game when Donovan Smith went in and scored that touchdown uh, and got a little extra shove. And then like two linemen came in. I was like, yes, that, that I want more of that. Yes. Stephen Hamby's bringing more of that. Um, because I, I think he even, he even talked about, like, he tweeted about it. Like that play is like, I like that. He did. I, I remember that now. I like Spike. <laughs> Anyways, um, so starting line, Caleb Rogers, Cole Spencer, Dennis Wilburn, Weston Wright, Monroe Mills. Let's do uh, the receivers. We're going to go outside. I think it's left or right. It doesn't really matter. I did realize our boy Don Williams, bless his heart, finally dropped the split end and flanker. Oh, he designations did? on the outside no. receivers. He just said outside receiver inside receiver. Uh, I, I kind of hate to see that go. I love Not it. kind of, I do. Don Williams is great. Split end. That like immediately like 60s, <laughs> 50s. <laughs> Probably Flanker. when he started throwing the ball. Okay, outside receiver. I, I'm going to assume on the left side. Just, it doesn't matter. Left side. Duran Bradley. Durand Bradley. 6'5", 225. That is a big boy. That's what I love about all of these wide receivers. You know, there's a couple of them that are maybe a little shorter. There's two. Okay, we're talking about six outside receivers. Two of them are under 6'4". Yeah, you read their their size and their stats. You're like, that is a wide receiver. That is quintessential what you need. And I, I feel like Tech has lacked that with the rare exception in the last 
I don't know, five or six years. Like you, you had some good really phenomenal exceptions. I will say like Eric Ward was yeah. like six foot, six one, maybe. Yes, but I mean, yeah, that's. But then he's my guy. I love Eric Ward. But, but like, like <laughs> if if you look at the outside receivers around him, like Crabtree, Leon, Leon, Detron Lewis, Edward Britton, those were all like six three. Yeah. Um, and but then Leon, a, a, Leon might have been a little. T- I can't remember. He could jump like crazy. Yeah. Though. Uh, then it was Darren Moore was six four. Yeah. But then you got like well, then, then you Bradley had- Marquez and uh, Alex Torres, like that group around uh, Neil Brown and Seth Dagey and Eric Ward, like the, the outside receivers shrank. Yeah. You were getting six, six, one guys. But at the same point, then, you, you know, you've got Vasher who came through. You've got Izukama, the guy that I'm completely blanking on. Um who went to the draft, I think, the year before Vasher did? Oh, Wesley. Antoine Wesley. Yeah. And and I think I've got that backwards. But there were a couple of taller guys, but just just not as many. But, yeah, back back to what you were saying. Yeah, you know, John, John Bradley, 6'5". Yeah, 6'5", 225. That is a wide receiver. Backing up or backed up by J.J. Sparkman, 6'4", 225. Yep. And then Jadarius Townsend, 6'2", 220. Which I love this. I love that they're finding a place for him. He, he really could play so many different positions. Yeah. I mean, he, every time I saw him with the ball, I was really, the, the, you know, there's some reads of his that didn't quite translate it. I don't know. He's just so quick. I like that. They're, they're still shuffling around looking for a good place for him. And I hope that this, this, this works out for him. Get some more time. Get, get out on the field. Let the man run. Yeah. He's fast. Let, let's go to the other outside receiver. Loic Fungi, 6'4", 220. Trey Cleveland, 6'4", 195. This is a thin dude. Trey Cleveland, it's it's really slight. Brady Boyd, the transfer from Minnesota, 6'1", 205. The third string, your third option over there on the other outside receiver behind Fungi and Cleveland. You've got two inside receivers listed and then a tight end. Uh, I'm assuming the second inside receiver and tight end will be interchangeable here. Uh, depending on your your uh, formation, but one inside receiver, Miles Price. I, I I think everybody is well aware that like that dude, that dude's going to be on the field ninety percent yep. of the snaps as yes. an inside receiver. Five ten, one eighty, uh, backed up by Drew Hocutt. Transfer. Well, he, so he played at Friendship, transferring from San Angelo. That sounds right. And then uh, Tyler King was a freshman, 5'10", 175. Other inside receiver position, Xavier White, six foot two hundred. And I wonder if they moved him to the other inside receiver. So, like, if they went two inside receivers, that, that he'd be on the field. But Xavier White may actually end up, you know, in the inside receiver pecking order ahead of Drew Hocutt, right? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I, I was surprised to see Drew Hocutt in, you know, listed as the second uh, I, I haven't got to see him play much at all, but it, it just still kind of surprised me that he would be listed that high up unless they're, they're trying to be very specific about the routes and the combinations you're going to run. Like you're not going to cross train it inside receivers. So Xavier white, you will only play the inside receiver when there's two on the field. Sure. Yeah. Anyways. And then the, the tight ends, Mason Tharp, who six, nine, two fifty. Henry Teeter, 6'4", 240. Baylor Cup, the A&M transfer, 
Texas Tech Red Raider, Aggie transfer, Baylor Cup. I love it. Uh, 6-7-255. I wanted to see, okay. Ah, I was hoping it would have been a little bit heavier. Uh, Tharp was also listed at 250 last year. So I, I was kind of wondering if he would if he'd put on a little bit more, but he's still listed at two fifty. The these last two years, we, we don't need him like that guy that 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 defensive lineman slash tight end that Baylor had a few years ago. It was like six six four hundred. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember Merriman. No, what was it? What the heck was that guy's name? Uh, McGowan. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was McGowan. Baylor, this is fantastic. Wait, are you talking about the like the four hundred pound guy? Yeah, Laquan oh. McGowan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number eighty. Uh, twenty fifteen. Twenty fourteen. The guy I'm thinking of may have just been playing. I think he played defense. Never mind. Six seven four ten. Yeah. Well, he, he played defense too. Whew. He just came in a couple times. He was awesome. I loved watching him come in there. Except we did it against us. I know that's that stunk, but against still, you, you kind of got to respect it a little bit. Just <laughs> phenomenal to see a man that size move like that. So the two positions we haven't uh, talked about, we did talk about uh, running back. I, I I think it's going to be Sergeant Thompson, Taj Brooks, and it didn't really matter which order. Like they're they're going to be playing a bunch of snaps. Um, I think Brooks may have the edge because Thompson's been out. Recovering from an injury? Possibly. And I love the Brooks time celebration we get in the end zone. When oh, yeah, that's Brooks not scores. bad. Yeah. It's Brooks time. Actually, it's it's your time's over because you just scored. So your time was just... Anyways. <laughs> don't, don't, don't ruin the... Don't, no, 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 overanalyze the uh, touchdown celebration. That's not us. We don't do that. Um, and then... Quarterback. We don't know. Question mark. Who do you want? Who should trot out there against whoever it is? Monroe State? Who do we play first? <laughs> Monroe State. Um, Miller High Life State? Murray State. Murray State. I knew it started with an M. 59 days, buddy. Sure. There. Well, y- y'all remember we, we recorded this a week early. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don't double check our math. Uh, so options are obviously Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith, Baron Morton. I would be very surprised if it's not Shuck. I would too. And I, I kind of think it should be. I think that's kind of where I'm leaning. I think... in my limited experience of watching and evaluating what Zach Kelly does, that he will take a older quarterback and work that. I mean, of course he had Zappy like from Houston Baptist, right? He had for several years. Yeah. I was about to say he had him from, that's that's why I was saying from limited experience from birth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For a long time. So yeah, I'm, I'm leaning on Shuck. I, I kind of think he would, based off what I remember Zappy doing to Tech, I think Shuck might have more of a chance to do that. But, of course, you know, Kitley's the type who's going to adjust. I don't want to compare him to Kingsbury, but 
and most, I'm sure most OCs are this way, but I just feel more confident that Kitley's the type that's going to adjust to his personnel. So if, if it, you know, if he sees something with Smith that he just feels like, okay, well, I've got to have him because then that means I can open this part of the offense up that I wouldn't be able to open up with Shuck or vice versa. But I don't know. I, I just think Shuck's going to be the guy, you know, big, 12, I do too. big 12 legend, Oregon, Never played outside the Big 12. Oregon Duck Shuck. It's going to be great. Uh, who, who oh, Alan in? Bowman, Big 10 legend, who? about to face off with Lincoln Riley. Man. If something were to happen to Shuck, Story who's lines. coming in second? Uh, or who who's first off the bench oh, against, against Murray State? I, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm saying it's going to be Smith. I, I do think they did let uh, Morton play quite a bit. And I think Shuck threw an interception at the spring game. I mean, all all this is just kind of for naught. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think we kind of did some revisionist history back on Shuck. And, you know, he had some poor throws at the Texas game, but I think it was because he was throwing with, like, what was his injury? Broken rib or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Like, it was obvious that he – probably shouldn't have been playing and either he didn't know it that well or his coaches didn't know it that well but I think he's going to be the guy to, to come out okay and I, I really kind of think that's who it should be as much as I enjoyed Smith and as much as his he had pro, uh, had progressed Smith still got some years left there's there's that too so um, you know he could still get better and can contribute, but he doesn't have to right now. Okay. And there's still Morton too. Ugh. Anyway. Well, and there's also, um, here's a name I, I want you to chew on. Where'd it go? Hold on. Holding I'm on. I'm ready. Jaden Morris. From? Arlington Lamar. Okay. It's a freshman. I'm just not, messing with Oh, okay. Him. I was like, I'm not familiar. No. <laughs> not familiar with Morris. We're good. Okay. All right. So that's your, uh, at your starting offense. Tyler Shuck, Taj Brooks, Jerron Bradley, Loic Fungi, Miles Price, Xavier White, Mason Tharp. Caleb Rogers, Cole Spencer, Dennis Wilburn, Weston Wright, Monroe Mills. Do you remember a time when something like this was released this early? Ever? No, because the last few coaches didn't, they were all like, they wanted to play cat and mouse games and wanted to, to guard it. I appreciate this. Good work. This is nice. This is, it, it's like we talked about the, well, and to be the, the to whole be the fair, brand show, you know, just hey, we're putting stuff out. Here's here's and, this, mm-hmm. and this is based off of spring evaluation. This is before most of the like. If you go look at the roster now, like you remember all the guys we just signed. Like we didn't talk about Marion Horn or Hullaby or um, any of those guys that were in the the signing class. That's true. And great, some of those are are defensive players. We're not talking about defense yet. Um, one thing at a time. Yeah, we'll get to that next week, but. Yeah, this is before they've had a chance to get on campus and go through the summer workouts and learn the the playbook and figure out a way onto the 
under the rotation. So we're going to, we're going to hold off on what we learned because this is going to be a repeat of the same things or just a bunch of things from three weeks ago by the time we, we finish this, this list. But, uh, unless I learned, I learned one thing. Uh, I had a birthday and my five-year-old, she was very enamored with what type of birthday I should have. So I just, this is what I learned. Do you have an Avengers birthday? No. Do you have a Lego birthday? Sort of. (laughs) Yeah. She gave me a Lego set for Father's Day and for my birthday, and we put it together together. It was fantastic. I loved every minute. I like the trend. Like this is going. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this can go on until, like, I'm 80. Like, she can bring a Lego set to the home. The home. (laughs) and, And, I mean, she doesn't even have to stay. Or she can. Or she can just... If, if I can function, she can just put it together and I'll just watch her. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, th- this can be a thing. I, I don't care. But but no, the theme of the party, when your five-year-old decides that you need a theme for your party, is uh, um, Mario Kart. Mm, nice. So I had a Mario Kart <laughs> birthday party. And it was uh, it was great. She, f- she forced my wife like last second to have a Mario Kart birthday cake. Yeah, nice. I know, I know, but my wife was... You didn't get to pick your birthday cake. Oh, I don't care. It's it's fine. But my wife handled it perfectly because she got like a patriotic red, white, and blue cake. And then they put some Mario Kart cars on it. Oh, nice. And it, it looks legit like I... That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, my, my little one, she colored a lot of, uh, um, you know, coloring book pages with Mario Kart and had, had them taped all over the house. And that was great. So that's what I learned. If you if you put your five year old in charge of decorations, too? no, and she's already talking about her birthday, which isn't until December. Oh no! But she wants big a mer- plans a mermaid birthday party with a pinata. It's kind of like okay. last year's birthday party. It was a unicorn birthday party with an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> in December. <laughs> So now it's it's like, okay, I'm going to take this thing I like and this other thing I like. And because I'm five, I have no idea that they don't normally go together. So yeah, mermaid, pinata, that, that's that's coming up. Sure, sure. Coming up in December. We've got time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. We'll, we'll get you back next week. Look at the defense and specialists. Um, hopefully college football world hasn't fallen apart we have to scrap all this anyways but uh that'll do it like i said for us 23 personal podcast i'm your host spencer joined by michael we'll catch you guys next time thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the texas tech red raiders you can connect with us on twitter at 23 personnel spencer at punt suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK and find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.